This is Party on the Peninsulas, your weekly update on the people and policies leading Michigan, with Michigan Democratic Party Chair Lavora Barnes. Welcome to Party on the Peninsulas. I'm Lavora Barnes, Chair of the Michigan Democratic Party. The word this week, historic. The Democratic legislature is setting historic records for movement of major legislation, all focused on improving the lives of Michigan families, their schools, their workplace, and their cost of living. Today's podcast catches up on all the incredible action by our legislators. But first, a summary of the week's news on politics and policies. Here's MDP's own Dorian Tyus. I'm Dorian Tyus. Here are some of the non-legislative stories driving policy and politics this week. President Biden has sent Congress a budget which would reduce the federal deficit by nearly $3 trillion by 2033. The president is proposing a minimum tax on billionaires, allowing greater Medicare negotiating of drug prices, along with partial repeal of the Trump corporate tax cuts. His plan increases federal revenues while strengthening Medicare and dozens of federal programs focused on families. MAGA Republicans in the United States House are already calling for massive cuts in vital programs, including repeal of the president's climate change program. They also want to eliminate increased funding for the IRS, which will actually increase the deficit. New national polling shows the majority of Americans oppose conservative efforts to limit or eliminate teaching school children about racism, what they like to attack as critical race theory. Among the topics people feel must be taught, slavery, the history of racism, modern-day racism, and social and political activism. All of the issues poll at a net of at least plus 42 points. American Bridge 21st Century is urging voters in Michigan, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin to stand beside the president to finish the job. The group announced a six-figure ad campaign aimed at highlighting President Joe Biden's legislative achievements and the positive impact they have had on communities in four swing states. The Progressive Political Action Committee's four spots come on the second anniversary of Congress passing Biden's American Rescue Plan, which invested $1.9 trillion in COVID-19 relief, school reopenings, and direct aid to state and local governments. The Detroit News reports that Attorney General Dana Nessel's investigators have interviewed Laura Cox, the former chairwoman of the Michigan GOP, and other prominent Republican officials as they examine whether 16 Donald Trump supporters broke the law by signing a certificate falsely claiming he won the 2020 election. Two years after the Trump electors convened in the basement of a GOP headquarters in Lansing for a fake signing ceremony, Nestle's office is pressing on with a criminal probe that has already entangled former party officials. Veterans Affairs Secretary Dennis McDonald indicated Thursday he's taking a hands-on approach with fixes at Detroit's John Dingle VA Medical Center following a watchdog investigation that revealed mismanagement and substandard care in the hospital surgery practice. McDonald said the situation in Detroit is the source of a regular communication between himself and VA Inspector General Michael J. Missile. Missile is conducting a review of how the facility has implemented recommended fixes. Congresswoman Debbie Dingell has been pressing the VA to deal with the mistreatment of veterans at the Detroit location. You can find links for more information on these stories on our website, 
PartyOnThePeninsulas.com. From Michigan Democratic Party headquarters in Lansing, I'm Dorian Tyus. LaVora, as you noted at the top of the podcast, this session of the legislature, the first in 40 years with Democratic majorities in both the House and Senate, is going to go into the history books as the most productive in history. Just in the last week, we've had all sorts of bills move through, the governor signing some of them. Uh, the activity is just breathtaking. Let's take a look at the highlights of a remarkable week, and we've got to start with that huge tax cut for working families and retirees. Huge, putting money right back into the pockets of Michiganders, delivering on a promise that the governor made, conversation we've been having with the voters of Michigan about um, repealing this uh, burdensome senior tax on seniors and getting some money into the hands of of working families. So important that it got done. And as with everything we're going to talk about, Walt, such a disappointment that the Republicans in the legislature refused to help the Democrats make some of this happen. And especially in this case, that refusal cost every taxpayer 180 bucks. That's exactly right. That simple, simple, simple thing, but a big deal for Michigan families. That that 180 dollars could have made a difference for some family members, but um, these Republicans wouldn't have it. Also on the governor's desk, I don't think she signed it yet, but she's ready to. Something we've been waiting for for literally decades, an expansion of the Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act to provide job and housing protections for the LGBTQ plus community. Really monumental legislation. Such a huge thing. And in so many ways, so simple. It's civil rights, and we should be providing civil rights to all members of our community. But the LGBTQ plus community had been left out of the Elliott Larson Act, left out of many of our civil rights protections. And now they can be protected in the workplace and, of course, in housing. So important. Such a thrill to see it happen. Such a thrill to watch some of our legislators who've been working on this and talking about this for years finally be able to say they got this done. And I've got to say on a personal note, really exciting for me. I was on the legislative staff when the original law was passed. Wow. And God bless him. Mel Larson, the co-sponsor of the act, is still with us, hale and hearty, living over in southeast Michigan. And there's probably nobody in Michigan who's happier to see this happen. Oh, wow. It's such, it must be such a joy for, 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 for the former legislator who started all of this to be able to see us get this done. That's terrific. And I'm sure Daisy Elliott's looking down on us from heaven and thinking the same thing. Uh, A wonderful woman as well. Another big bill, the governor signed a huge incentives package for that Ford battery plant in Marshall, which is groundbreaking really in the auto industry because it's a different technology that's going to lower the cost of batteries for cars, creating 2,500 direct jobs in the Marshall area, thousands more spinoff jobs. Terrific, terrific jobs package, good union jobs um, for folks in Michigan, and so important that we were able to incentivize Ford to bring those jobs to Marshall. Um, And I know the folks of Marshall are going to benefit, and the folks of Michigan all over will benefit from these new jobs in this package. This is the kind of work our governor does and will continue to do, is is making sure that we, we bring packages of jobs in for good paying jobs that folks can raise a family on. 
And the same bill invests $75 million to recruit and train healthcare workers. And we've got a huge need for more healthcare workers. I was just having a conversation earlier this week with some friends in the healthcare industry about the need to recruit and train more healthcare workers. It is a dire need we have here in Michigan. And this money will make a big difference in, in the in the lives of, of Michigan patients and, of course, healthcare workers who are stretched thin because of the need for more folks to come into these workplaces. I'm excited for these jobs. I'm excited for this training and the difference it'll make in the lives of of Michigan workers and, of course, the the patients that they care for. Another big promise made and a big promise that's being kept, both the House and Senate have passed their own bills to eliminate Michigan's 1931 law, which makes uh, providing an abortion a crime. You know, we, we, the, the ballot initiative passed in 2022, which is so important. But as long as this sort of zombie bill from 1931 sat on our books, our rights were in danger. So this is a promise made and a promise kept by Democrats, starting with our governor and all of the Democrats running in the legislature. So happy that it's done. So happy that women's health care is protected and so proud of our, our folks for getting it done quickly. They wasted no time. You know that. Well, you've seen this, Walt. They wasted no time getting this work done in this this section of the legislature and i've it's been a joy to watch and they've also wasted no time starting work on gun safety bills the first of many bills now having passed the state house so that went on uh universal background checks but lots more is coming yeah, lots more is coming because there's there's more work to do in this area, and um, our legislators have made it clear that they are not finished. Um, if you listen to the Republicans um, on the House floor, um, they they clearly believe that th- that they don't need to take these important measures to protect the safety of our folks. But after what's happened over and over again here in Michigan and all over the country, these common sense bills make so much sense to get done, and I'm 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 pleased that they've started this process, and I know there's more to come. Another controversial bill, but uh, one that Democrats universally embrace, repeals the Snyder-era anti-worker law, the so-called right-to-work law, which the governor, Governor Snyder, said at first it wasn't on his agenda, and then miraculously it was on his agenda. It did hop right onto that agenda, and they moved that bill through pretty quickly in 2012. And uh, our, our our folks here in, on the Democratic side vowed to to take care of this problem, to roll back this attack on unions, and bring back the right to collectively bargain, and of course bring back prevailing wage. And they did it, and they did it in a, in a, a beautiful fashion on the House floor. Um, I know folks were in in the gallery cheering them on, literally cheering them on. Many of my friends were there to to be a witness to this. Um, I don't know how many states have actually been able to roll back anti-worker laws like this, but I'm proud that Michigan is one of them. Also this week, hearings in both chambers on more legislation. The voter protection package is moving very quickly, especially in the House Elections Committee. Yes, the, the House Elections Committee is, has taken very seriously their job of making sure that we, we move these bills through. It's so important to, to protect the rights of voters, to protect the folks who work in our polling places, the folks who volunteer there. They've got a, a terrific package of bills that are going to make a difference in the, in, and follow up on the work that was done by ballot initiatives and other folks to start building a really truly democratic with a small d voter program here in Michigan. We are going to be one of the strongest states in terms of rights for voters. One issue that's just popped onto the legislative agenda in the last few days because of this horrid weather that we've been experiencing, uh, the House Energy Committee is taking a strong, hard look at why so many people are losing their power. Why aren't the utilities better prepared? 
we do need to understand what's happened with the with the power. Uh, my power went out here for about 24 hours during this last storm. So many people lost power for so much longer, lost food in the refrigerators, medicine in the refrigerators. Folks were forced to find other places to stay or just be cold and dark in their own homes for a long time. We have to figure out why and we have to fix it. And this also brings to mind something that the, the conservatives in Congress have just announced, and that is they basically want to eliminate all of the climate change money that President Biden put into the Inflation Reduction Act and basically put their head in the sand with climate change when as bad as we've had it. God forbid we should get as bad as they've got it in California right now. California, exactly. The, the the scenes I've seen from California. But, you know, this is sort of the Republican playbook. The, the head in the sand is a great way to describe it, to to look away as um, important issues that they need to be dealing with come forth. They just look away and continue to be obstructionists wherever they can, all in the name of stopping President Biden or Governor Whitmer or the Democrats in the legislature from achieving any of the goals they set forth on behalf of the voters. And before we leave, I wanted to take note of one initiative from a uh, third party group down in Washington, D.C. that has started running ads in four states, four critical states in the presidential election, talking about the Biden record, because the polling shows that most Americans really aren't aware of how much this president has accomplished. And one of the places where they're running this ad is in Flint. Right here. Right here in Flint. That's true. And it is so important to to share that news because there is he's got such a strong record. He's done so much good work for the people of this country. Probably, you know, a, a larger portfolio of legislation that's moved through that actually changes the the lives of, of Americans all over um, than any other president so quickly. And we do need to tell that story. And I'm grateful for any group that's willing to come in and let Michiganders know the importance of what um, President Biden and Vice President Harris have done and will continue to do for Americans. Since it's only being shown in Flint, if others want to take a look at it, we do have it on our website, partyonthepeninsulas.com. Just click on the smiling face of Joe Biden, and you'll see exactly what they're saying about him, and also about some of those MAGA Republicans that have a kind of different plan for America. Perfect. And with that, I'm out of breath. (laughs) We come to the end of this week's report. What's on the agenda for next week? So next week, we're going to focus on protecting the rights of union workers across Michigan. We're going to be joined by Lieutenant Governor Garland Gilchrist and Michigan AFL-CIO President Ron Bieber. It's going to be a great one. It will. And we urge you to subscribe to our weekly podcast. You can get it automatically downloaded to your phone through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Pandora, or just listen on our website, partyonthepeninsulas.com. Thank you so much for making us part of your day. Party on the Peninsula is a production of the Michigan Democratic Party.